Hello, this is Paco from Dropping Loads, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to Dropping Loads. Once again, my name is Pouch and I'm alone and I really thought I was never going to do this again, but I kind of fucked up recently um, with really bad timing and I really blame myself for that. So I figured as punishment, I might as well um, record one because we just can't go. I really don't want to let ourselves go two weeks without a podcast. So basically, um, I canceled on last week because I was fucking beat. I have been traveling quite a bit for various things. Nothing important, uh, at least nothing too important. Just important to me because I'm, you know, a kid still and very irresponsible with money at this moment. So the weekend of the 10th, I went to Orlando. I wanted to see a concert um from one of my favorite bands are called blue october so uh milky paco and i went to orlando milky and paco visited uh milky's brother uh max who's been on the podcast and um i went off and i watched the show and i hung out every so often whenever i could but then that following tuesday um well at least monday night i traveled to new york to meet up with our friend nick who was also on the podcast before he moved over to to Dallas. Uh, he was doing an event and I really wanted to go to the set event. Uh, the event was for all you cell phone nerds out there is for OnePlus. OnePlus is a Chinese smartphone company. Um, I think they're branching out. They do a lot of smartphone accessories as well, but their biggest claim to fame is the fact that their phones have been known as flagship killers in that they give you like top of the line specs for um, at least a few hundred dollars off the price of a flagship phone like for instance uh samsung will give you a phone for about 900 to a thousand dollars whereas oneplus will give you a phone with the same specifications the same internal parts for about six hundred dollars um and that's why they're known as the flagship killers and they've always had a really good reputation they've developed a really strong cult following over the years for uh releasing fantastic phones for a fraction of the price of the big players um i've kind of slightly been inducted into that cult uh as you i don't know if you've known but um i've recently been getting really into phones i'm a bit of a cell phone geek now i'm really really into them i really like i like i learned i research about them this is one of my favorite hobbies now is to find and um research on a new phone and oneplus being one of the companies i've really really uh grew a fondness for and so um last year i was i found out that nick works for a company who helps set up the live uh events that they do for instance he did their last cell phone announcement uh at least he live streamed it so i was like can i can i get into one of those events he goes yeah sure i'll, I'll give it a try and next you know he got me a ticket in so i was extremely fucking hype so i traveled to new york met up with him and went to the sh- went to the announcement uh to where they announced their most expensive and most powerful phone yet which i currently am in possession of and I fucking love it. It's one of my favorite phones I've ever had. Uh, the only issue is that it's like um, it, it's an off-screen phone with a fingerprint reader inside the screen, which is fucking badass. Um, but the problem here is that I have tempered glass on it because it's a really big fucking screen, and I'm afraid it might crack it. So I put tempered glass on it, and now the tempered glass is really interfering with the the fingerprint scanner, which is like I said, inside.
inside the screen, so it, it's a little bit tougher to get uh, to unlock the phone. But yeah, that's not the point. The point being is that like, so he, I, I had an interesting um, thing happen to me while I was in New York. I mean, I didn't. There was a moment where I was talking to my friend Nick about like, how am I supposed to get to the hotel from the airport? I was uh, landing in JFK at around midnight. And he just goes, okay, well, both taxis and Ubers are expensive. Taxi is the more cost efficient option between the two so i walked outside and there was a line of taxis and in the kiosk to order a taxi and i was just about to go uh grab a taxi and then this guy walked up to me he goes you need a taxi i was like yeah sure and i followed him and i was like okay um do you know where this place is i showed him the address to the hotel and he goes i got you bro and then uh, he made me follow him and then next you know we are walking into like an extremely nice luxurious um kind of SUV, and that's when I was like, I think I'm fucked, like, I think I'm fucked, um, so I sat inside, it was extremely lush, really nice leather seats, and I'm just like, okay, so, two ways I'm gonna fuck tonight, I'm gonna get fucked either with the price, because I know this is gonna probably be an expensive ride, or this is a complete fucking stranger who's not licensed at all, he's just gonna drive me to a remote location and murder me, and rob me, well, rob me, whichever order it is, probably murder me first and rob me, whatever, um, so I was like, either way, I'm fucked tonight, but at that point, I was just like, I'm in this situation, I guess I have to just kinda go with it, so... That ride was supposed to be about 40 minutes. He cut that shit to fucking 25 because of the way he was driving. Um, Miami drivers are stupid. They're really bad. But apparently New York New York drivers are ridiculously fucking aggressive and a little scary. Um, this guy drove in and out, like weaved in and out of traffic like nobody's business, sped at at least 95 to 100 miles an hour on the highway, never got below 50 on the local streets, and got almost got into an accident about four times. Um, yeah, it was a pretty terrifying ride, but, you know, I am, like, not afraid of death, so I was just like, it's fine, and the way I looked at it was... I think he cares more about damaging his car than his passenger, because he had a nice car. So I figured that he wasn't going to damage his car. So if he wasn't going to damage his car and I'm in the car, I'm probably not going to get hurt. Unless he decided to, you know, rob me, kill me and, and rob me, whatever. So I got to my destination safely, thankfully, and I'm in his car and he's just like, okay, well, um, he's going to charge me now. That shit came out to $140. That is the most expensive car ride I've ever had in my life. Shit, that's half of a fucking plane ticket for a, for 25 minutes. Yeah, that was crazy. So I was like, yeah, I, I guess I got to pay this now because if I don't pay this, he's going to beat my ass. He's, he was way bigger than me. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm out 140 bucks. There's nothing I can do about this. I know all of you motherfuckers are probably like face palming and just wondering why the fuck I didn't just fucking like just walk out of there or ask the price ahead of time. But I'm a very non-confrontational person and I just felt like I was kind of stuck in that situation. So... But now I know. It's, it was a learning experience. It cost me $140 to learn it, but I learned. And now I know not to go to, with a guy that just said, hey, you want a taxi? I would actually go into a car that says taxi on it with a fucking meter probably. But, you know, 
All that aside, it was a pretty great uh, trip. Um, I unfortunately got in really late, and uh, we, Nick and I, were staring in the hotel room because you know he had he was working and he got it. He wasn't paying for it, and I wasn't gonna. He was nice enough to let me stay, so it was really cool of him to do that. Um, woke up the next morning, uh, got some nice breakfast at a diner a few blocks away. Uh, I actually, uh, I don't know if you guys, um, any of you have ever seen the show Inside the Actor's Studio with James Lipton. It's actually, it's one of my favorite shows. If they have, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Uh, I quite enjoy, um, the questions he asks the, the, his guests and shit like that. And apparently I, I didn't even realize it, but I walked by the actor's studio, like that fun, that, that the famous actor's studio. Uh, the only reason why I knew is because I was playing Pokemon Go, like as always is the case. Uh, I was playing Pokemon Go and I, I was spinning a fucking uh, stop and boom, it says the actor's studio. And I looked on it and I looked at it and it was fucking, there it is, the actor's studio. Very clearly with a sign that said no trespassing. There was something like that happened to me last time I was in New York. I was walking down, uh, down the side of um, Central Park, and I was spinning some stops, and one of them happened to be, apparently, the go- the building that was in the Ghostbusters. Who fucking knew? That's really, that's really cool, right? I still have that gift in my um, my inventory, and I don't really know who to give it to yet, I just, uh, but I, I want to keep it for the time because I really like that show, and it was actually a really cool moment that I just happened to walk by without realizing... The announcement itself was fucking badass. You just gotta check it out uh, yourself. It's on YouTube. Um, that was really fucking cool. Uh, I was in awe. It was. I've never been to a cell phone announcement before, so that was really fucking cool. Again, like this is the culmination of about two years of geeking out over cell phones, and uh, this company again. Like I've slowly been inducted into it. I really, really like what they're doing, so I was really excited. Um, and then the big reveal, of course, was that this insanely wonderful phone that's top of the line, everything, uh, pretty innovative in that it has, it's almost a full screen with a little with no selfie camera in the screen itself it has actually motorized and it comes up from the top uh, of the phone itself with an in-display fingerprint reader and it's a massive phone top of the line specs and it was less than $700 starting and I was like this is my phone this is my next phone my last phone was a Pixel 2 and I had that for a year and a half and it was time to upgrade and that's my phone and I'm super excited and it's the best phone I've ever had but you know, that's enough geeking out for now, because I'm pretty sure not many of you are really that uh, into cell phones as much as I am. I'm pretty sure most of you either have low-end Android phones or iPhones, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm probably judging a hell of, hell of a lot of you, but, uh, you know, the, the statistics don't lie. It's either you have um, a flagship Android, a really shitty low-end Android, or an iPhone. Simple as that. Um, most likely the high-end Android is like a Samsung or something like that. Um, but okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's fucking boring. Um, then I got back. We were supposed to record that following Wednesday, but I was fucking swamped and I was so tired and I realized that I was going to be bit bu- and I realized that like, I'm, I want to change the day cause I'm so tired. Uh, I got back on Tuesday night at midnight because I, for the first time I missed my flight uh, that's another interesting story. Might as well just go into it because I got nothing else to talk about. Um, Nick and I were—we went to the announcement. Uh, he worked it. I watched it. I had fun with it. And um, my flight was supposed to be leaving at three thirty, and um, his flight was leaving at four thirty. And like, he really—he kind of wanted to hang out because he wasn't gonna—he was gonna—he was going to come to Miami, but work got in the way. He couldn't come, so he was kind of sad and. I fucked up, and I told him I was going to be there at 11 a.m., so he kind of planned uh, a day around going out to eat and shit like that. He was pretty excited, so I was just like, 
Okay, let's go out to eat. Even though I have very, very little time, the announcement ended around 11, 11.30, and we got out around noon, and we went back, went back to the hotel and stuff like that for him to pack. So we have we had a very limited amount of time to eat, but I was just like, no, let's just have lunch here in this, in this hotel, and that proved to be a mistake because I got to the gate at 3.23, and they closed the gate at 3.15, so I missed my flight. For the first time ever, I missed my flight. What are you going to do? The next flight was at 8.30, so I had five hours to kill. What are you gonna do? I ended up. I had my laptop on me, so I just got to do some work, um, work, work. Like not like dropping load stuff. Like I had, I had actually work to do. Uh, I missed a day of work for it. Didn't get paid intentionally, um, because I didn't want to lose the day off, uh, my paid day off, because I was gonna do something with it. Um, so that was whatever. It's, I I fucked up. I had to pay the consequences. It's just one of those things where instead of getting mad about certain things nowadays, I just kind of just go with the flow. And if I fuck up, I fuck up, and I just have to pay the consequences. Um, that was interesting. I got home at midnight on Tuesday, and I was fucking dead tired. I realized that I had something to do every single day that week. Uh, on Thursday, I was gonna go to a play. It was a Lion King musical. On on Friday, we were leaving that night to go to a convention in Orlando called MegaCon. So there you go. To Thursday and Friday were completely packed. And Wednesday was my only free day, and I was gonna use that to podcast. But I was so fucking tired that I actually canceled on 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 uh, Milky. Being that I canceled, I thought, oh yeah, let's just record next week. It'll be fine. One one skip week because. Um, one skip week because I didn't want to edit the weekend that we were going to Orlando. So I was like, fuck it, let's do a skip week. Uh, at least I think so. I don't think an episode... An episode did go up. Never mind. <laughs> I'm kind of all messed up right now. It's been, a, it's been a long month. So yeah. No, we had an episode go up on that Sunday. I, I edited that shit and I finished it on Thursday or Friday to get it up on on, um, on Sunday. Uh, I forgot when I finished editing it. Um... I think I, I finished it on the 9th or something like that. I think I finished it on the 9th so that I can go to Orlando that weekend. And then that the following week of the tw- of the 13th, we were supposed to record, and I chose not to record because I was tired. And I thought, that's fine. One skip week is fine. We'll, re- we'll just record, pick it up the next week following that. And then I forgot that Milky's house was getting tented, so we couldn't record this week. This week, as in he was his house was getting fumigated this week, which was... I th- which was you know, where I made the mistake, and I thought we could record this week to have an episode come out on the 26th, so we could only have one skip week. I was obviously wrong, because uh, he was just like, yeah, we can't record. Nope, it's not going to be possible throughout the good portion of the week. I'm going to be out of my house uh, ten- while it's being tented and fumigated, and I'm going to be with my parents. So I'm just like, well, I really don't want to do two weeks out. So here I am. This is my penance. I thought I was never going to do another uh, solo pouch episode, but here it is because I was too much of a bitch and I canceled the the week prior. This is my penance. I'm recording a solo episode, which I never thought I would do again in order to make up for the fact that I fucked up and I canceled on the week prior with without realizing that Milky couldn't record the following week. It's a little confusing, especially when we were dealing with like episodes going out the week after it's recorded and stuff like that. But basically I was we were supposed to record on the fifteenth to have an episode out on the nineteenth. 
I said, fuck it, I'm too tired, this is my only free night off uh, this week, so I said, nope, I don't want to record, um, and I thought we could pick it back up on the following week, around the 21st or the 22nd, and I forgot that Milky's house was getting fumigated, so we couldn't record it all, so here is me recording a solo episode to get one out on Sunday so that we don't do two weeks of skipping, and just because I love you guys. Whomever may li- be listening to my fucking boring ass rambling. So yeah, um, yes, we went to a convention on the seventeenth to the nineteenth uh, called MegaCon. We've been there before. I don't know. I, I mean, last time um, we went, uh, we or last time we went, it's just been trash over the last few years. I still question why we go. Every year, I guess I forget that it was trash, and I keep wanting to go. But a few years back, I went as press for Dark Knight News, the website that I for which I write. Um, and I hated it. I really disliked the whole process. That was like the first year where where the where the convention went corporate and was bought out by a company, um, and the convention became completely for profit as opposed to something like run for the fans. And it was terrible. And I was pressed, so I was really stressed out. I was always trying to make it to a convention. I was always trying to make it to a panel. And I was always trying to find time to interview somebody. I got a couple interesting interviews. Like, I think I got Peter David that day. And Peter David was a bit of a dick. He just, I mean, he's a fantastic um, TV and comic book writer. But he, I think he's just a little uh, disillusioned. Like, he's just not particularly happy to be dealing with fans anymore and that's okay like you just get jaded after a while so that's that's okay um i did i forgot who i got a couple other like unimportant interviews so i was a little it wasn't the greatest coverage um i just i wrote a fucking apparently insanely inflammatory article about how bad it was to the point where mind you my at that time my eic my editor-in-chief was like he kind of gave me free reign to do everything I wanted because he trusted me. He knew that I was always doing everything um, in the best interest of the site. And he wasn't, like... And again, he was kind of a kiss-ass as well, but that's not the point. So he, he read my article and he goes, This is too harsh. You can't put this up because if you put this up, we will get blacklisted from the convention. And I'm like... Well, I'm not going to get censored. This is how I feel about this convention. It was a fucking horrible convention, and I'm not, I don't feel like, I, I would not be censored. Like, I would not be censored. And he's just like, okay, well, you went with another writer. Why don't you have that writer write up the, the, the convention wrap-up? I said, fine. So he was a little bit less um, negative than me, I guess. He was, he, he was yeah, he wasn't nearly as fucking uh, bad as I as I was, but uh, in case you didn't listen to that episode, I don't remember which episode it was, but I trashed the shit out of the fucking convention um, that episode. Like, for instance, this is the fucking episode that made Frank Miller, the legendary Frank Miller, the writer of The Dark Knight Returns and many other amazing comics like Batman Year One and Daredevil and shit like that, they took him accidentally, I think it was to an anime panel, and that's what made him late to his own panel. Like, how stupid can you be? This is the legendary fucking Frank Miller. Like, and and it was probably culture shock, because that guy is clearly, like, the wrong person for that type of shit. Like, look at the shit he writes. It's very fucking political. (laughs) Um, and gritty. And dark, and, you know, and again, it was dumb. Like, I don't know why, uh... 
how could they make that mistake? But anyway, that was the past. This convention was it's just kind of blue. It was really fucking boring. Um, not a whole lot to do. I really wanted to get something signed by Dan Fogler. Uh, he was in Fanboys as Hutch, and he was in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them as Jacob. Of course, his popularity kind of skyrocketed recently from being in the Fantastic Beast movies, which he's wonderful in. But I remember him from Fanboys, and Fanboys is one of my favorite movies that I watch like annually because it's just such a fun movie, and I wanted him to sign it. And or I was gonna get my Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker signed by Will Friedle, who was the voice of uh, Terry McGinnis. But, you know, it just didn't happen that way, so it's fine. I, I mean, like, again, like, I, at this point, I think we're all just kind of, like, tired of the convention scene. Um, Milky and Paco aren't. They're still obsessed with Spooky Empire. But, like, I'm just kind of done and tired with, with conventions overall. Uh, we had, I mean, we had a, we had a bit of a good time. I'm, I, I'm not going to say it was the worst weekend, but it was kind of boring. Um, and I don't know why I we keep subjecting ourselves to con- to MegaCon and you know spending all the money and time to go and then not getting a whole lot out of it. So I think we just made a decision that we were going to look for more local uh, conventions that are smaller so we can fuck around in more often. Um, there was also a weird moment where like one of the staff members came up to us and he goes, "So what type of interviews are you doing?" So we explained it to him. He goes, "Okay." interview me and we're like what he goes yeah interview me right now let's go and then like the moment we were about to start he just said oh no wait wait i'll come back and then he disappeared it was a weird fucking moment i don't really know what to make of it um let me see so that was megacon uh but before that i went to go see the lion king live musical um that was being held here in Miami. I mean, like, I love the movie. I'm a bit, I'm a huge Disney fan. In case you guys didn't know that, um, I love a lot of Disney movies, mostly their cartoons, um, and Pixar. So, I of course I love Lion King, the the movie. So I was like, I really want to see the musical. I've only ever heard amazing things about it. It's won several Tony Awards and shit like that. So it's just like, and it's really, it's really timeless. Like it's been going on for like 20 something years now, I think. I could be wrong on that. So I was like, I want to watch it. So I, it was like 75 bucks for the seats, which were decent seats. Um, and yeah, it was, it was held at a really nice little play, uh, playhouse here in, um, downtown Miami. And it was really fucking good. Like insanely good. Uh, lots of fantastic performers, Costumes are a little strange. Like, they got me... They, at first, they're a little jarring, but you kind of got used to it. Um, think think about it. These are humans supposed to be playing animals, and so sometimes the humans would be using a puppet, and then sometimes they weren't. Yeah, it was a little, little confusing. Like, the lions were people wearing, like crowns that could be lowered onto their faces like masks it it was very strange but then other animals that that were less important were wearing were straight puppets like it was very very like awkward at first but then you just got used to it because the performances were fucking amazing um like their scar it's obviously not the first, the same performer as the first time they did it, but the scar that I saw was fucking great. He was really, really good, almost standing head head and shoulders at almost equal to uh, Jeremy Irons in in um, the original Lion King. He was very good, uh, very good singer as well. Um, yeah, it was 
it was really good. Like I, I it, the first half was amazing. Then the second half started adding a little, a few other new material that was a little, a little bad. <laughs> I mean, like I, I, yeah, there's nowhere else to put it. It was kind of bad. Like there was a moment that they added um, when we first get back because the intermission was right after uh, Simba abandoned Pride uh, Pride Rock and f- found them Timon and Pumbaa. It was that. It was the Hakuna Matata um, number, and um, it was after a time skip, and Simba turned into the young, new, hot lion, the one that's an adult now, you know, played by Matthew Broderick in the movie, which was such a weird choice. Um, and we, you know, it was a big reveal of adult Simba, and then it just cut there, 15 minute intervention, and then it, and then um, it. Act 2 started when we got back and we saw the effects of Scar as king in Pride Rock, Pride Lands, where he was just, like, fucking around with Zazu, trapped in some bones and shit like that. That's there. That remains the same. But then, like, Nala comes in and starts telling him that there's no food, and then, for some odd reason, Scar's like, I need a queen. Ooh, Nala, you've grown. And thus started this weird fucking song where he just became really creepy and lecherous over Nala. And again, like, this is new, obviously. And they never revisited it in the entire play. Like, that was just that one moment, that one song, just because they wanted to add more stuff for this car. And that was it. Like, I, it's creepy, and it's bad, and I can accept it if they try to continue on with it in the, in, the mo- in the play and revisit it and try to resolve it. But no, it just happened. He was creepy with Nala, uh, kind of trying to fuck her. And then, mind you, he's like 20 years older than Nala. Like, there's like 30. He, he's basically your father. He can be your father. Um, he, he, like, I'm sure he helped raise her a little bit. Um, as much as male lines do. It's just like, they started it, they showed this moment where he's like, I need a queen, you know, Nala, you're hot, I want to fuck you, and then boom, never ever mentions it again. Like, if you're going to add new material, at least, like, close it. Like, that's what you do whenever you start a, a story thread. You close that sto- story thread at some point. They never revisited it again. It was kind of awkward and stupid, but that's my only huge gripe about it. There was another song that they gave to the hyenas, which was terrible. So the new stuff was pretty bad. That's that's not that's the point. The the original stuff was pretty bad, um, but it was uh, after that like the second half was absolutely thrilling. Like the conclusion, the climax was fucking fantastic. I fucking adored it. Um, oh yeah, and there's this one fucking um, song that they added uh, from Lion King Two, which is a severely underrated sequel. Because most of their sequels to their animated masterpieces are usually go straight to DVD, and they're usually complete complete garbage. Um, but Lion King 2 is one of the few that's just like, this isn't bad. This could have went to theaters if they kind of gave it a bigger budget with a better soundtrack. But one of the few really, really good songs in Lion King 2 is a song called He Lives In You. It's supposed to be their grand overture piece that's... Um, that's supposed to be similar to Circle of Life. It's not nearly as grand as Circle of Life, but it's pretty good. It starts at the very beginning of the movie, um, like I said, as the overture, and it shows Simba as king for a few years now, and he lives in you. It's supposed to obviously represent Mufasa still living within Simba and within everybody everybody there in the Pride Lands. So, it's a beautiful song. Again, it's not nearly as good as the Circle of Life, 
but it's a really good song. It's one of the few really good songs from that soundtrack. Uh, there's like two or three that are really good in that soundtrack. Um, and that song was beautifully incorporated, wonderfully incorporated into the play. Um, because again, it's it's called he lives. He's called he lives in you. It's about Mufasa. So they first brought it in. Um, fuck, I forgot where they brought it in. But they brought it in at the perfect moment. They played it once earlier in the beginning. I don't remember exactly where they played it. But they played it again um, towards uh, the moment where Simba kind of talks to Mufasa um, as an adult. Remember when um, Rafiki summoned Mufasa from the clouds or some shit like that? Whatever mystical bullshit that they were doing at the time. Um, Simba spoke with Mufasa. And after he realized Mufasa was always within him, blah, 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 because, like, you know, Rafiki made him look at his reflection and shit like that, that's when they play that song. It was that that wonderful fucking, like, uh, kind of an epiphany, cathartic moment for Simba to realize, like, I need to go back to the Pride Lands, I need to go back to my family. They played it then, which was so beautifully woven into the story, and I was like, this is a good use of that song, because it's a severely underrated song, and nobody really remembers, because nobody watched that movie. So that was really fucking, that made me really happy. Um, again, so I'm geeking out over Disney, geeking out over cell phones, this is probably one of the worst fucking podcasts ever, I prepared nothing, just so you know, obviously, I prepared nothing, I just kinda, I'm shooting the shit right now, just talking out of my ass, because... I just did not want to leave you guys without a podcast. I mean, you see how much I love you guys, whomever is listening. I don't even listen anymore. Fuck, what's the point of handling? Oh, well, Ryan listens, so that's good. I think he listens, so fuck it. I love you, Ryan. Um, and I don't think anybody else listens anymore, so... Milky's mom, I think, I hopefully... I mean, like, you know... I mean, she might be busy because Milky's at home right now. But maybe she'll listen when this episode comes out. I hope so. I hope so. Well... I'm getting tired of, like, raving like a madman by myself. Um, I think I covered a good portion of what happened uh, over the last couple weeks. Not that you gave a damn, but just because, like, I feel like I owe you guys an explanation. Because, again, I fucked up by canceling without realizing we couldn't record the following week. Um, It's been a really tough month. I'm absolutely fucking exhausted. Uh, There's just been a lot going on at work. I'm really busy, um, and I really have have a day off. I've rarely had a moment just to just sit and do nothing, so I really appreciate those moments these days. Um, But yeah, it's been rough. I have a new phone, so that makes me severely happy. It's the best phone I've ever had. It's called the OnePlus 7 Pro, in case case I didn't mention that yet. Beautiful, giant phone with the biggest screen ever, and just look it up, guys, if you really care about phones. Um, Yeah, so... There's a couple things to look forward to. We, uh, SPJ and I got like a massive reaction from the shiny um, reaction video we did. A reaction to our reaction, yeah. Uh, so in case you guys didn't know, we're reacting to K-pop now instead of uh, we're doing both. We're playing video games and reacting to K-pop because uh, the video games thing is something near and dear to SPJ's heart, and then um, the K-pop thing is just something we thought would be fun. In case you weren't watching it by now. So if you check out the YouTube, we we have two, we have one show called What Am I? Basically, it encompasses what am I playing and what am I watching, um, and and we were we reacted to this um, this K-pop band called Shiny. Apparently, they're like the Beatles of fucking K-pop, even though they're only like they're only like in their twenties. So apparently, they were the Beatles when they were in their teenage years. That's not the point. Um, 
they're huge apparently and we reacted to one of their shittier music videos uh called colorful and that got a big fucking reaction we had like most the most comments we had in a very long time most of them explaining how we don't most of them trying to educate us because we didn't know shit about shiny and um that's spelled s-h-i-n-e-e by the way and lots of good reactions uh a huge amount of views for our show because the only time we ever had a a good reaction was um fucking deep space waifu that shit got like three thousand views which is really fucking weird um uh so yeah go check out youtube uh for at the very least our k-pop show there's a bunch of other shows on there i'm sure you'll like and milky is starting a new venture um i will let him announce that when it's ready but He's starting something new, um, and you should be very pleased with what he's doing because it's really good. Um, so, anything and everything you can find on droppingloads.com. You can find us on Twitter at droppingloadspc, or you can find us in, on Instagram at droppingloads. You can find us on Facebook by looking up droppingloads productions and um, check out the YouTube, youtube.com slash droppingloadsp. That's youtube.com droppingloads and the letter P. There's uh, at least a weekly shows every almost every day going up. Uh, tons of different tons of varieties hopefully if one day you, you just find something you really really like hopefully it's our k-pop um videos <laughs> and um we're also on three internet radio stations the first one's the mix talk you can find it at themixx.fm we played at tuesdays at 12 p.m central 1 p.m eastern we're also on cornucopia radio that's c-o-r-n-u-c-o-p-i-a hyphen radio that's co the uk we played randomly once throughout the week so hopefully one day you just happen to tune in and listen to us we're also on the bs podcast network which is a cool network of podcasts started up by the dude that pure bs you can find it at bspodcastnetwork.com or you can help us out with the, at the patreon at patreon.com slash bs podcast network where if you donate a few shekels it'll really really help us out directly and lastly don't forget to check out the don francisco promises story it's spj's third finest hour of his entire life it is not overhyped i promise you it is a good fucking time the best dollar 50 you'll spend in a really really long time you can find it at droppinglows.podbean.com it is our only premium episode Check that shit out. And until next time, I've been Pouch, alone, very sad, but I love dropping loads. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Robert. We're hosts of the Two Bobs Podcast. Check out our show at thetwobs.com. We talk about beer, food, weird news, some pop culture, sports, and our obsession with technology. And just general BS with our own brand of comedy and sarcastic wit. Also, be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Bobs Podcast.